Hey, it's Taryn Guy, and welcome to another episode of Lucid Living. Thank you guys for tuning in. I know it's been a while. Every single time I tried to record a podcast, I've probably recorded four or five uh, in between time. And when I would listen back, none of the episodes really applied <laughs> to uh, my life or, you know, it just, it, my life has just been in constant change with so many revelations and, and breakthroughs, which is a great thing. But just it's just been so rapid uh so i've been trying to keep up with my life so that i'm able to at least express it (laughs) uh via podcast or video content so this podcast is really going to be um, me putting everything in perspective with my uh i would say breakthroughs and revelations that i've been experiencing for this past month um along with talking about questioning spirituality uh you know whether it be through your religion your beliefs your knowledge um just asking questions and not feeling bad about being confused and about questioning so stay tuned and once again i will put everything into perspective. A couple of weeks ago, I uploaded a video to YouTube uh, titled, Jesus Wasn't a Part of My Plan. And it was basically a 45-minute testimony on how Christ found me, and I wasn't necessarily looking for him. Uh, Now, to not repeat myself, because again, that was a 45 minute testimony. Uh, I will definitely put the link to that video specifically uh, in the description if you want to watch it, or I may just upload that, extract the audio from that and upload that as a podcast. But either way, you can go and check it out. But uh, to kind of give an overview of that experience, um, I did consider myself a spiritualist. I was okay with just exploring the possibilities of what God or who God was or is. Um, And again, (laughs) I was very politically correct when I would refer to God. There was really no identification. It was just, you know, God was consciousness. God just is. Uh, And I was okay with that notion. Um, But um, I'm very interested and and very intrigued with um, ancient Egyptian culture and um, Native American ancestry and and just all of that. And I can sit there and watch like a five-hour quantum physics documentary and be okay. And that's fun to me. Or I could totally plan a trip to Peru with a group of spiritual friends and and experience ayahuasca. Like, I am fine. You know, that that was my thing. Uh, And, you know, I, I, I remember blatantly asking God out loud, uh, after f- having a specific dream, I had this disturbing dream about my mother. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my mother has passed away, but it, the messaging and the feeling and the emotions, uh, in this dream was just, it was frightening. Uh, so I just couldn't understand what this dream meant, but I knew that it was a very powerful message regardless. And I remember just taking a bath, uh, and just asking God out loud and being vulnerable in that moment and asking God to show his face or to show its face. I am ready to finally receive you in whatever form you come 
You know, I am speaking to you. I am speaking to light. I am speaking to the God who created me, who created this universe and who only wants the best for me. God, who are you? What are you? How do I connect with you? Because I am yearning for you. And my heart was so open, so open. And I, I kind of just put that to rest and, and God has just worked so rapidly, <laughs> so rapidly. And, and probably that I think that next week I ended up going to Los Angeles a week earlier than I was supposed to. And that's when God, God answered me <laughs> immediately. Uh, and again, I talk about all of this in that video, but the way that I was led to this moment was basically through synchronicity because the way that God has always spoken to me and even though I've never really identified or connected and that's what I was yearning for because I felt an emptiness in my heart that I couldn't really fill um, even though I was content with where I placed myself spiritually if that makes any sense to any of you out there since I've always been connected um through signs and synchronicities. I know that God speaks to me through numerology. Uh, he speaks to me through very, very evident and obvious signs. Uh, and he speaks to me through dreams. So, uh, and it's funny because when I was talking to my best friend about my testimony, she just was just like, God is so dramatic with you. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of drama. Uh, yes, God speaks to me in a very, very dramatic way. So when God speaks, I know he's speaking. So it was basically that kind of experience. It was divinely dramatic for me. No question at all. So through that testimony, I, I just knew that the message was for me, that it is time for me to just open up and invite Christ into my heart, invite the Holy Spirit into my experience and and just really connect through Jesus um that was very odd for me to accept because this again like I said this whole Jesus thing wasn't really a part of my plans so uh so this is very new to me and when I put that video out of course I got so many different responses um <laughs> some people actually really, really relating with me, just saying that, you know, Taryn, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm kind of feel empty as well, but I'm very, very spiritual at the same time. But I just know that there's this thing that I'm not connecting with. And uh, so there were people that were really like just relating on that level. There were also a lot of Christians who were just like, welcome. You know, there was so much love. They were just like, welcome to the body of Christ. You know, we love you and, and welcome. All these welcoming messages, which is very warm and loving. Uh, and then there was a couple of other types of responses. One being from the very, very religious side where, you know, they listened to my testimony and telling me that, you know, you know the way that I claim that God speaks to me through numbers and through signs and through my mother's spirit in my subconscious uh that wasn't God, um, even though these very things were the things that led me to my experience with God. Uh, these things weren't God. They were basically telling me how to connect 
with Christ and the way that I was connecting with Christ wasn't the way. So there was that. And then there were a few from the quote unquote, and I say quotes, okay, because not everyone in the conscious community is conscious. Because if you're truly, truly conscious, you understand the simplest form of philosophy, which is live and let live, right? So on the conscious side, they were just like, you know, Taryn, you know, you, you like to study your ancestors and, you know, I was with you on that, but, you know, you finding Christ, I mean, I think you're, you're kind of lost now and you need to kind of come back over and, and connect with your ancestors. So I got it from every single angle and direction. There was a point where the world just got really, really noisy. <laughs> it got really noisy and I kind of went on a Snapchat rant because I just couldn't understand why so many people had so much to say about such a personal experience. Uh, and, you know, I just kind of had to put that to rest for a second. I had to take a break from looking at comments and I just really had to go back inward and really speak to God again, because God told me to make that video. And I, I talk about that in that video as well, how God told me, you know, um, connecting with my spiritual mentor. She is now my spiritual mentor, Shannon Yvette. Um, she told me how to speak to the Holy Spirit every time I wake up in the morning and acknowledge and ask God to use you, um, you know, and, and work through you. And I, as soon as I did that, literally God spoke to me and God showed me a vision of me sitting in the park with a camera. God told me how long the video would be. And I just rambled on for 45 minutes, not even knowing that it was 45 minutes. And God told me that my video was going to be 45 minutes long. I say this in the video as I'm recording and it ended up being 45 minutes, you know, things like that. And God told me the title of the video. And I was extremely busy that day. And I was, and I, it's almost like I was arguing with God. I was just like, but wait, like I have so much to do. Like going to the park was not a part of my plan today. And God was just like, no. And then on top of that, being very new, um, being very new in Christ is, it, it was just, I felt like I wasn't ready. I felt like it was premature for me to like share this huge testimony publicly. <laughs> you know, I was just like, I'm not ready. I'm a newbie to all of this. And, and God said, you, you know, you're not new. Actually, you think you're new. The experience is new, but you're not new to this. You know exactly who I am and you are able to speak on my behalf that I can use you. You are my vessel. So, uh, <laughs> there was no disobeying there. And, you know, when you are obedient, I tell you, a lot comes with that and a lot of amazing things come with that. And this is partly what I want to talk about today because, because my experiences have been so dramatic and so real in my experience, um, I wanted to kind of put this out there for those of you who are kind of feeling me on the questioning part and, and the, uh, the confusion because that can definitely come along with just finding out your own truth and, and your spirituality. That is a very important aspect. I have to tell you, I'm being honest, I I get confused sometimes. I get really confused because uh, I just can't necessarily throw away a lot of what connected me to God in the first place. 
I'll give you guys an example. I love connecting with stones and crystals. I don't worship stones and crystals, but I love connecting with them. Um, There are, everything is made of energy. Stones have their own energy, their own properties because of the way that they are heated up and cooled down. So the molecules in the crystals are permanent. They are not moving like most of the molecules are in other things, in other solid solid objects. So those properties uh, and those that energy coming from those specific uh, patterns from the molecules are actual properties that give off love, that give off healing uh, energy, that gives off um, protective energy. Uh, So it's not necessarily, ooh, this is a stone for good luck because my mama said so. No, crystals actually have properties, unique properties. So when you hold a crystal and it is binded and and mixed with your properties and your energy, uh, specifically, there's a unique combination that happens and a unique experience that happens. And it, it, it... I mean, I can go into crystals. I mean, trust me, I'm <laughs> but not to get too far into it, the the point is that I think some people are just taking these things or taking things that they may not understand or they may not be educated about and just throwing it into the evil box or the sorcery box or the just misunderstood and not good box. And that's the problem that I have with religion sometimes. I don't see how me wearing a clear quartz crystal around my neck with all the good intentions uh, affects my relationship with Christ. You know, I don't see why that matters. Uh, Being that God actually created these stones, if there is no intention to step into darkness, darkness will not show its face. If you've ever stepped into the darkness, it's come from a part of you that needs the light, okay? So darkness that faces you is a mirror. It's a reflection of that dark side of you that needs to be covered with God, with light. So there are people who have ill intentions, Okay, and they'll put all kinds of elements, fire and water and draw all kinds of geometrical shapes and circles. Okay, and chant and use crystals and stones and they can do all of that and they can light incense and do all kinds of things and dance around in squares and circles. Okay, they can do all of that and they can have the worst intentions It is the person's intention and energy. Because let me tell you something, this universe is not biased, okay, to negative or positive. It only responds to intention. Some really, really, really religious people, um, they have a problem with people using the word universe. (laughs) And, And I don't understand, and okay, The universe is very responsive and God created the universe and the universe is always expanding and it's always creating and it always responds. So, you know, some people have a problem when you use the word universe and it's not me using universe in place of God, okay? Because God created the universe. Uh, 
God created all of us and we are the universe. We are a part of the expansion. Uh, there's no separation of that. And I just, I first, I say all of this to really say, because I can go into all of the knickknacks and all of the details and all of the semantics, okay? Because I have a lot. I have a whole list of dot, dot, dots for this, for this podcast or this conversation. But I say this to say that there's a mix up here and there's a lot of gray areas that people are not comfortable with talking about. And I feel like there is this bridge between spirituality and religion. And as we move further and further into our new generations and this literally like this new age, okay, whether you want to call this end times, you know, revelations happening, whether you want to speak in new age terms and say the age of Aquarius, whatever you want to say, we are still going through a new phase. I am a true believer in that. I know that. Okay, there are so many prophecies, okay, aside from the Bible. There, there's a, if you go look up the Hopi tribe and the prophecies of the Hopi tribe, it's literally the same prophecy. Okay, so if we want to talk about prophecies and end times and new ages and new dimensions, okay, whatever language you want to use, we're still going in that direction. Okay, so meaning that, it's time to evolve with the language being used as well. If the if if we are evolving and if there are new parts of our DNA literally being activated, we are receiving differently. And we have to recognize these newer times with the newer generations and the new way of connecting. And I feel like the bridge between spiritual spirituality and religion is closing, like it's getting closer, which is a great thing. Because in my opinion, in my humble opinion, there are some people out there who have not experienced God, but they are very, very religious. Now, I may be new to Christianity. I may be very new. I am a baby, but I am not new in spirituality. And there's a difference. So if you being very, very religious by the law are telling me how to connect with God and be spiritual, you can't because if it's something that you've never experienced, you have no say in that because everybody experiences God differently. You may you may read the same words that I read in the Bible, right? But the experience is different. The interpretation is different. We are all receiving differently. And that is the disconnect. There is not one way to feel because the way that you feel God is unexplainable. You can't, I, I tried to explain how I felt. I try as best as I can, but there are no words. It's just a feeling and it's just a knowing and it's something that you have to experience for yourself in order for you to understand that the law, they don't weigh as heavy. Once you experience certain things and things are embedded in your heart and your soul. When God's word is embedded in your heart and in your soul. I repeated myself with that. Because think about that for a second. There are people who have been studying the Bible through and through. And have never had one spiritual experience. Those are the people who 
misunderstand a lot of experiences and throw them into the evil box or into the unchristlike box or into the whatever box they want to throw those experiences in instead of saying, you know what? Wow, that was an experience. God definitely speaks to me through 1111. I know that for a fact because I experienced my uh, my connection with God. And even though I am just now connecting with Christ does not mean that I have never connected with God before. God is always here. God is in us. And we are in God. Once you have this flow and this relationship with God, um, it's endless. And it's it's the language just becomes more clear. Uh, and it really becomes, th- there is no confusion at one, there is no confusion. Uh, there are certain things that I am absolutely sure about and there are certain things that I am confused about. And it seems like the only thing that I'm confused, and I'm learning this as I speak in real time, the only thing that I'm clearly confused about is the world. I am not confused about who God is. And I realized that because I came on this podcast wondering if I had it right, if making that decision was the right decision or was it just, was it naive because I was seeking? You know, there, there are all these questions that I, that, you know, that I have about history and uh, the King James version of the Bible and how there was no letter J. And so how could our Messiah be called Jesus if his name wasn't Jesus? I mean, there's a lot. This is how I feel. This is where I was going. Okay. I had to bring it back for a second just to wrap this up. Okay, this is how I see. And if this helps you, if you are confused, hopefully this visualization can help you because it helps me as I think of it more and more. I think some Christians have a problem with acknowledging that there are other people around the world who connect with God in a different way. And I, I just said that out loud. And I'll say that one more time. I think there are some Christians who have a problem with acknowledging publicly through the mouth, through words, out loud to people. And admitting that there are people around the world who connect with God in different ways. Because when you say that out loud, you contradict the word that says that Jesus is the truth and the only way. So you can't say that. You can't be a, a true Christian and acknowledge that there are people all the way on the, in the, on the east side, all right, who believe in Buddha, you know, or, or Krishna. You, you can't say that out loud and mean it. This is how I feel about the world. And how we as humans connect with God, with the one and only source. There is one ocean. There is only one ocean. Think about it. There's one ocean on this planet. Just one. The world is 80% water. And that water is one ocean. Now there are different land masses that separate parts of the ocean. And through that separation, 
these different parts of the ocean are now labeled or named different parts of the ocean. So for instance, there's the Pacific Ocean and there's the Atlantic Ocean. Now it's funny, right? Because when you say Pacific Ocean, okay, it's not just the Pacific, but it's the Pacific Ocean. And then when you say Atlantic Ocean, not just the Atlantic, there's two oceans now, right? And this is how our brains kind of perceive the oceans, okay? But no, in reality, there's one ocean that's only separated through landmass. So we labeled these oceans because of the separation so that we can identify our location so we, that we can ground ourselves and understand exactly where we are in the world, Okay, I need to know if I'm in the middle of the ocean and I need to know where the nearest land mass is, I need to know what ocean I'm in, right? I need to know which label of ocean that I am in in order to identify, in order to connect, in order to get where I am going. I'm not just going to, I need to know more than just I am in the ocean. So now when you kind of break that down to me, the Atlantic and the Pacific and and all of the other oceans, okay, those are different ways of connecting with the one ocean. Now there are other ways. (laughs) There are other parts of this one mass of water that comes through the faucet that that may be in a glass that you drink, that may be falling from the sky called rain, uh, that may be coming out of a hose. <laughs> there are rivers, there are lakes, there are creeks, there are ponds, there are so many forms of water around us, countless forms of water around us that we can identify as its own identity. When we look at a lake, that's a lake but we don't see that as the one source of water. We see that as the lake. We look at a glass of water, it's a glass of freaking water. Now think about this, when you take, and, I've, and I know some of you have heard this before, this reference before, but the drop of water reference. If you take a drop of water from the ocean, it may be separate from the body, but it is still the ocean. The drop still belongs to the ocean and it is the ocean. If you think of life as fractals, they're fractals, look up fractals. If you don't know what fractals are, fractals are pieces of the whole. So if you think about a hologram, that's how holograms work, or if you think about branches on a tree, for instance, there's a branch, Okay, then there are sticks coming out of that branch. So then on one stick, there are sticks coming out of that stick. And then there are branches coming out of that branch. And then that branch has branches coming out of that branch. And it's like an infinite source. It is an infinite math problem that never ends. This is the fractal that never ends. You know, it just never ends. It can go on and on and on. Uh, So... That's how I, that's what I think of when, 
you know, when I think of us as being connected to God, the one source, we, there are so many different pieces of God here on this earth, whether it be the planet itself, whether it be water, whether it be crystals, whether it be animals, whether it be insects, anything, any living thing on this planet and non-living is a piece of God. And in the same time, being whole, having God in you, but yet still being connected to the one and only source. And to some people, it's hard to conceptualize that. So there's all this separation. So just because there are different people that exist on this planet that may have a different way of connecting, I think the healing the, the worldwide healing that comes with that notion and that truth is that acknowledgement of that and the respect of that. Because I cannot go to China and tell that little boy that the way that he connects is not the way for him. I can't do that. I will not do that. Even as a Christian. I will not do that because I have my way and he has his. And if that way brings him peace, brings him joy, if it spreads love, if God speaks through that little boy in his own culture, in his own way, then let him be. Let him be and let him connect. Here's another thing. I am sick and tired Okay, of us throwing away what existed before as if it doesn't even matter. Let's go back to ancient Egypt for a second. And, you know, there's so much shit out there. There's so much shit out there that always connects symbolism from ancient Egypt with the Illuminati or with the devil. I am tired of us, okay, especially us black people turning these symbols into something else because we don't understand them. Once you study, okay, once you study some Egyptology, there's a lot of understanding and knowledge that comes with that. And once you understand the very basic fundamental philosophy that once again, going back to intentions, intention is what activates any kind of energy. It responds to the intention then you would understand that any kind of symbolism does not mean anything unless you activate it with your intention. Therefore, if you see a pyramid, okay, if you see a freaking pyramid and you automatically throw it into the Illuminati devil box, then you are ignorant. And I said that you are ignorant if that's where, I mean, you just don't know. You don't know the power of a pyramid, do you? Do you know the power of geometrical shapes? I have so much content on speaking to people who are well-versed in this area just to help teach some of you who may not know and who are interested in learning the importance of shape and energy and all of that. That is something that comes with God. Okay, the way that something is shaped is very, very important. There are ways that energy actually runs through the pyramid, the shape of the pyramid to the point, okay, to the very tip that makes the energy very specific and very strong and very powerful. 
Because if you, if, if one day you can just wake up and be able to actually see with your two eyes, be able to see the way that energy flows, you will probably understand more. But because this is invisible to you, at least for now, right? It's invisible to you right now. You really feel like all of it is a bunch of crap. But yet, if you feel like it's a bunch of crap, then why is it only valid when it comes to evil? Stay away. You can't have a pyramid crystal in your house. Oh my God, that's evil. Illuminati. You know what I'm saying? So you, you're very cautious of this thing and this symbol, but yet you don't even believe that (laughs) you don't even believe in the other part of it, that there's actually positivity that can flow through as long as there is intention put forth into it. So it all goes back to intention. Intention is energy. Intention is the activation of everything. Intention is thought. Thought is creation. Everything is connected. And when I speak this way, it's almost an insult when somebody tells me that I still can't connect with Christ because I'm speaking this language. And what did they say? The, the, this is the language of the new age, the, the new age belief. This is, <laughs> that's even mixed up. There's spirituality and then there's new age. New age, I don't consider new age any kind of form of spirituality. The new age is literally what is coming. We are actually in the new age. It is an era. New age is not a form of spirituality. So speaking in this language is just speaking in the current. We have shifted already. Our planet has shifted already. The dimensions are real. If you believe in God and you believe in this underworld, and you believe in angels and demons, you have to believe that there are different dimensions. So when I use the word dimension, or more people are using the words dimension, don't roll your eyes as a Christian. Don't roll your eyes, because I don't roll my eyes when you say heaven and hell. Those are just different dimensions. You know what I mean? (laughs) So... The language, this goes back to the language and us evolving and how we speak when it comes to spirituality and connecting to God because it is all the same at the very, very, very end of this age and this day and this week and this year and this minute and this second. It is all about language. So you can't, just because you don't understand a part of it does not mean that it is not real. Doesn't mean that it's not valid. Doesn't mean that it's thrown into the devil box. It doesn't mean that. It just means that you simply don't understand. And if you don't want to, that's okay. But don't accuse me or any other person who believes in Christ. Don't accuse us of not being Christ-like. Because if you really want to get down to the nitty gritty of what Christ-like is, we can go there. And right now, acceptance and love and compassion and understanding is Christ-like. Actually, love above all is being Christ-like. And with love, there has to be understanding. And with love, there has to be respect. And with love, there has to be compassion. I can only speak from my perspective and my experiences, but I think I make a little bit of sense. And I do think that I have something to say about it. And um, to kind of go a little bit deeper into details as far as 
really diving into the Bible and really diving into uh, how the word can be interpreted or misinterpreted in some ways. I want to talk to Shannon about that. And that's what our Google chat will be about. I will be asking Shannon a bunch of questions, okay? Because Shannon, she considers herself a Christian mystic. And there are some Christians who just hate that word mystic. You can't even say mystical because, again, that means sorcery or being evil. This is the problem. We shut people and experiences out because we simply are afraid or we don't understand. But she considers, she looks at the Bible in a very metaphysical way. And you cannot tell her that her relationship with Christ is not real or that it's not valid. So I think this is the point. It's bridging religion and spirituality and you developing your own customized way of connecting because it's okay to do that. I think the church has told us for so long that that's not okay. We all have to be in uniform in how we connect and that is not true. We are all different. We all have different purposes and we all are here to connect in different ways. So with that, if you are confused about your spirituality, your beliefs, it is okay. I am here to tell you that it is okay because everyone seems confused. There is a lot of noise out there in the world, so I tell you to go within. Go within and you ask. And you ask with an open heart and an open mind. But the, the heart leads the mind. So sometimes maybe you just want to give your mind a rest and a break. And just purely, just simply open your heart. Feel God around you and just know that God will show you who God is. For you. And there's no one else that can take that experience away from you and tell you or put it in a box for you. It is your experience. And you, only you will know that it's real. You can tell, you can share your testimonies. Some people will relate, some people won't. But what I am learning is that it is your experience and it is a beautiful one. So don't let the world convince you that your experience with God is not beautiful. Because mine was beyond beautiful. And I am very grateful and thankful. And I know God is real because God showed me when I asked. And God has always shown me, even when I never really acknowledged it. So thank you for listening. And hopefully you guys will tune in to the Google chat with Shannon to stay updated on when that will be. Just follow us on social media. You can follow Lucid Living at Lucid Living TV on Instagram. And you can follow Shannon Yvette at Shannon Yvette, S-H-A-N-N-O-N-Y-V-E-T-T-E on Instagram as well. Uh, So I'll be back soon. And uh, peace and blessings to all of you. Thank you. Lucid Lucid Living. Living.